Hey guys, my name is Ben Berman and welcome to the Starting It Up podcast where I interview all types of entrepreneurs uncovering actionable steps and inspiration that you can use to build your business, your side hustle, whatever it is that you're trying to create and live the life you've always wanted. Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the podcast. Today we're talking with Jonathan Frederick, who is the the founder and host of the Heart Healthy Hustle Show. Uh, the vision in, in this podcast and his podcast is to equip, inspire, and connect driven and proactive young professionals. They focus all on how to become the best version of yourself, you know, in terms of health, mindset, um, professional things, pretty much anything like that. Uh, I'm going to hand it over to you, Jonathan. Give us a, a better description of, uh, of your show and tell us how you got involved in this space. Well, I'll start with at least one of those. First of all, hi, Ben. Uh, thanks for having <laughs> me on your show. I really appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, stoked to be on. Uh, I'm Jonathan. I'm 27 years old. I host a podcast called the Heart Healthy Hustle Show, and I interview world-class leaders, entrepreneurs, authors. You know, at this point, it's become a cliche list, but uh, it truly yeah. is a power pack list of uh, of people to learn from. And the reason I do it is really selfish. I want to learn from these people as fast as possible and as directly as possible. So I reach out to them, I reach out to their assistants, I get rejected 90% of the time, and some of the time, someone says yes, and my hands go up to the ceiling, I'm <laughs> stoked, uh, I feel like a winner for that seat, for that quick season of, uh, yes, I landed this guest, and we have an interview, it goes great. Sometimes it doesn't, you know, doesn't go awesome, you know, but you take the hits as it goes. Um, but yeah, that's what the show is about, it's about connecting, it's about learning what we can learn in this season so that we can make that 10 year future version of ourselves proud of how we're showing up and how we're living today. Uh, and also enjoying the ride, not forgetting to enjoy, not forgetting to look left and right at the people who are with us, who are riding with us, who are going through the same exact things we are, establishing values, navigating relationships, friendships, family life, social dynamics, learning how we want to show up in the world, what kind of impact we want to make, and really just navigating that season of uncertainty after college or early 20s into early 30s season of life. Awesome. So I, I'm actually going to take a, a turn from, from where I thought this was going to go, just because as you were saying that, I, I started like thinking about something. So, you know, it's, it's really interesting that you, you know, you're 27, you're, you're a young guy, I'm 22, I'm, I'm a young person as well. And I, I, just, I just think it's fascinating how uh, it's become so common for for people, you know, our age, and 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 honestly, there's people who are like 12 years old doing doing things like this. But what mm -hmm. do you think has happened um, where all of these young people are choosing to create either businesses or or podcasts or um, any of these like side gigs or, or hobbies that instead of um, instead of like kind of, you know, focusing on something that doesn't really result in, in much value. They're deciding to, you know, spend time, hours, get, like you said, get rejected. You know, it's, it's not easy staying up at night, you know, editing, editing an episode and things like that. What do you think has happened and, and why, if, if you like have an opinion on this as to why things like this have become so commonplace and, and why you're seeing people starting to do it uh, at a younger and younger age? I think it comes back to time, top of mind awareness. Uh, I heard Dan Fleischman speak at a conference in Las Vegas uh, about two to th maybe three Sundays ago or Saturday. I don't remember. So three weeks ago. And he was talking about top of mind awareness with, you know, posting frequently. And when I say that, what I'm saying is when I was 12, YouTube wasn't there. 
I didn't even have a cell phone, let alone a smartphone. And yeah. <laughs> I think, I think it's the awareness, Ben. I think people have awareness now that, yeah, you can make a better life for yourself because, uh, and by thinking entrepreneurially, by thinking independently, um, not, not to a fault, but to a point of, um, you know, you don't have to just follow the old cliche method of going into debt or even paying cash for college. You don't have to go to college. Of course, if you're going to be a lawyer, or doctor, we all have heard that before. Um, yeah, go to school. That's what you have to do. There is a red flag I see though, that I really want to touch on. And I'm actually becoming more and more keen and aware of this niche space of, um, speaking to this. I don't hear many people, if anyone talking about this enough, and that is not being scared to go the traditional route or leverage it. Um, so hear me on this. What I'm saying is being willing to go to college, get a job, you know, settle down. Um, there's a lot of power in that consistency. Um, I'm trust me, I'm super entrepreneurial. I have had tried and failed at many things. I've succeeded at a few things. Um, I've learned from amazing people who are 10 million steps ahead of me. Um, and I strive to implement that stuff. But to answer your question, I think it really comes down to people can turn on YouTube and look at this stuff. And a lot of it's fake though. You have to keep in mind mm -hmm. a lot of it's fake and it's so that that fakeness, well, why would someone fake it? Well, so they can get views and then sell perhaps an obsolete product that, you know, a course or whatever, nothing wrong with courses, but a lot of it is fake. So I do have a concern that arose when I was watching a girl. Uh, it was actually, I was watching Evan Carmichael. You guys may have seen him on YouTube. He's got top 10 videos. Um, Evan Carmichael, check him out. Uh, Believe Nation. He actually was speaking on Instagram Live and a girl came on. <clears throat> She's in college. She's uh, from a, a background um, where socioeconomically, She's expected to become a doctor or a lawyer or what have you. So she's in med school. She's watching Evan's videos. She's on YouTube. She's checking out all this drop shipping. You know, I'm sure she's seen stuff on, you know, get a Lamborghini after a year of using Shopify. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like literally so distraught. She's actually so upset. And the fact that I'm 27, I feel like is a disadvantage and an advantage. And if you let me explain, I'm, I know I'm going off a riff here. Being 20, being, let's say I was 12 right now. The things you're seeing, we are so impressionable up to the age of about 20 to, 20 to 21 because our frontal lobes are still developing. So that's why they say it's very typical. I mean, you can do it, but it's very hard to become famous before you're about 21 to 22. It's very, very hard for your mental health to handle that. That's a scientific thing. Um, mm -hmm. When you look at this, you're 12 years old, you have a YouTube video, they're designed to be manipulate, not all of them, but a lot of them are designed to manipulate you into believing what they're saying is 100% true to not question it and to sign up today. And it's to, it's the modern day infomercial. And what's going to happen is, and I'm sure you, you may, may or not just, you may or may not agree with this. What I see happening is the next generation, which is Gen Z, they're going to be so sharp. They're going to just look at all of this stuff that you and I Ben, are kind of like, well, this is pretty cool. This is new. Um, and we're coming out of that cause you and I are kind of ahead of that curve and we're, we're involved. We're in the space. We talk to people. Um, mm -hmm. we can see like the BS in a lot of it, but there's a lot of stuff that is working. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of flashy stuff as well that maybe it works now, but we kind of know it's not going to work in two years. Yeah. Um, that 12 year old, 
part of me gets worried for them, but not so much. Cause I think they're going to see it as we look at infomercials growing up. Did you ever see an infomercial on the TV? You know what I mean? And you're like rolling yeah, your eyes. Yeah. Like what, what kind of idiot would you have to be to buy this off this infomercial? What an really? idiot. I, uh, I mean, I always wanted to get the uh, stuff off the uh, infomercial, especially like the, the magic bullet. Okay. Well, yeah. Well now we're talking, <laughs> I had a magic bullet. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I never I had, had one, but I've always, I've always thought it would have changed my life. And trust me, I liked watching those infomercials and I actually ended up buying some of the stuff. But in terms of, I'm, I'm talking more about maybe like get a 401k with, you know, I don't know, just certain infomercials yeah. that you can tell, you can, you can tell from a mile away, you wouldn't touch it with a hundred foot pole. Um, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. And I feel that most of those 12 year olds, so to speak, are going to think of it like that. They're going to look at it like, okay, this is something I'm not interested in. But yeah, I mean, feel free to save that or cut some of that out because that was uh, longer than I expected of an answer. Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, definitely not going to cut that out. I think, uh, I think, I think that was an important kind of tangent to, to go on because, um, you know, touching on, on the Shopify thing that you had mentioned, you know, that's something I had heard about. I watched some YouTube videos, make, you know, 10 K a month, working 10 hours a month doing Shopify, started a store was selling, you know, some, um, kind of low quality products uh, from overseas. It, you know, it, it was, it was fun. It was a really good learning experience. I, I, uh, I learned a lot about how to, you know, market, how to source products, how to build a, a e-commerce website, but you start to realize like these, these markets, if, if someone's making a YouTube video already about how to make, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars doing something, then market is almost always saturated by that point. You know what I mean? So you can't expect to to get those extremely high um, results and, and returns. And uh, as long and, and like you're saying, you know, when, when you're a little kid, it's it's difficult to understand that. Hopefully, you know, they'll be seeing they'll have kind of have like pattern recognition where they see so much of it where they're able to differentiate between the real and the fake. But even even when you look at just Instagram and, and people who are you know, our age uh, or younger or even older, they're falling into this trap where they, you know, see someone post a photo next to a rented Lamborghini that, that realistically they didn't even rent. Um, it's like someone else probably did saying, you know, you can make <laughs> <laughs> like, you can make 5k a day trading. Like, yeah, you could right for, for one day. And then the next day you lose 3,500 and the next day you lose 5,000 next day you make 2000. Like, it, it like all of this stuff is just kind of it's um and it goes back to the the original point that I'd made it's like it's so easy and accessible to do all of this and i think that right now it's cooler to say it's cooler to go home and like work on a business i feel like in many circles than it is to go home and like play xbox with your friends at this point which obviously wow. for for us growing up like was never the case um I mm -hmm. think at least like it's, it's a recent phenomenon that um, yeah. there's like so many, uh, so many things that you can kind of explore in that area that. Why uh, do you think, why do you think that is? You asked me, do you think it's because of YouTube? Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily be because of YouTube. I think it's because the, the entire landscape has, has changed drastically for entrepreneurship. So kind of from, from the bottom up, like, you know, previously the, the, everyone wanted to go into, into finance. Everyone wanted to, um, become like a big time banker and make like millions of dollars that way. 
probably like 10, 15 years ago when with, with the boom of the internet where you started seeing kids who were in their 20s, early 30s, sometimes late teens, making crazy amounts of money from technology products, people started to think like, hey, you know, I don't need to go work on Wall Street for like 15 years to become, you know, managing director to make a million dollars. I could just start this tech company, which is so much easier. Again, it's <laughs> not necessarily, uh, but it seems that way. So I think that this whole entrepreneurship thing has been put on a pedestal. And this is something I've, I've talked about a lot with like other guests, you know, it's, it's a trend that we've seen, um, rapidly approaching and, um, kind of, uh, I don't know if, if you follow Gary V closely, I'm sure you like definitely, you know, know of his, his stuff at least, but he, uh, he, he's a big believer in that there, there is a point where all of this stuff will kind of tank on everyone because, uh, oh. It's 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 like cool to go and start your business, and as long as long as you're getting something out of it, like if you're doing something, you're losing a little bit of money that you can actually lose, and you learn something, it's totally worth it. But if you mm-hmm. build up your entire reputation, your entire livelihood on the fact that you're going to become a successful entrepreneur, especially when you have almost no experience, you're just like setting yourself up for failure. Um, so that's my point of view. I think overall, it's a it's a neg it's a it's a net positive. I just think that people need to be made aware that just because something doesn't work out for them doesn't mean that you know their life is over or that you know there's no coming back from it and and you should never tie your entire existence to um just like something that you're working on for the most part that's powerful i like that (laughs) yeah i appreciate that i was kind of like um it's kind of just like going off on a rant just because i've I've heard this stuff so many times and like i i don't know go ahead here's the thing is that it is working for some people I'm yeah. not saying it can't work for you, but you're right. When it's oversaturated, you are going to have a harder time. However, you can still do it. Um, but look at it like this. If you, 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 as entrepreneurs, and I'm not where I want to be yet. I'm not coming from a pedestal when I say this. This is for me more than anyone else, believe me. Yeah. When you are looking at entrepreneurship and business ownership and all this, it's important to be the person with you know, 3D printing shovels versus actually digging for gold. So many people are on mm-hmm. YouTube looking for a quick way out, investing in a Bitcoin in 2017, losing $2,000, whatever, looking to try to pay off some debt, going into deeper debt, or everyone's looking for fast money. You can sometimes have an opportunity come up that is very good and very much something you should t- take advantage of with with a liquid asset that you're willing to lose, like, an, like allocate a certain percentage of your um, assets to invest in risky things. But those opportunities aren't the way out. Those aren't the things that are going to let you win. The things that are going to help you to win, I'm taking this from my financial mentor, by the way, who I'm not in business with. He's not affiliated with any kind of network thing or anything. He's literally just a guy who built a business from the ground up. And I saw him and I said, man, can you help me with my financial situation? And he said, yes. So we've been meeting. He told me that you know, he told me, he said, there's no shortcut. There is no shortcut. And that's really hard to accept because we all want it now. Mm-hmm. The shortcut and the hack that I like to think about is this. Have the mindset and the enjoyment in the process and enjoy the journey because that is the hack. If you can just enjoy the process, it doesn't matter if you hit a shortcut or not. And what ends up happening is that as you, as the time goes by, as the consistency builds, there 
that is a top trend. And I'm not sure if you've noticed this, Ben, from your guests and from people you've spoken with, but a trend I'm picking up on is consistency trumps everything. Um, if you are just yeah. slow and steady, you will win eventually. And now it's coming back so full circle that I'm hearing people say things like, you don't even have to be better than your competition. You just have to outlast them. And for me, I'm the kind of person where I'm like, I'm, I'm, I have an ego. I want to be better than my competition. I want to win. I take pride in being a champion and in being the best, but sometimes you're just not the best and that's okay. It doesn't mean you shouldn't go for it. Um, all that to say, going back to Shopify, completely almost separate from what I was just yeah. saying about entrepreneurship, be the person that's providing shovels versus gold. And I'm not saying this to exploit people, but if you look at the guys who are really making money, who are actually buying Lambos with cash, they're selling courses, they're selling the shovels. They're not seduced mm -hmm. by the gold rush. They are not seduced because if they were, they wouldn't be sharing it on YouTube commercials. They've been, yeah. they, they were doing that when Shopify was having issues with their code and was a glitchy website. Like they've been in that space for over five years. You better believe it. And if they made money in it, they were way ahead of everyone else. And now they're seeing that everyone is kind of smelling, oh, oh, what's that? Drop shipping or, oh, what's this over here? And they're like, oh, well, here's my $10,000 course and an upgrade to my whatever mastermind for another 20,000. And no, no disrespect, it might, it might actually help you to succeed at that. But recognize that they, the true winners, they're hosting events, they're hosting conferences, they're hosting, they're, they're 3D printing shovels and they're automating that process of printing 3D shovels. They're not digging for the gold that you think you want to go dig for because again, there's no shortcut. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that's, that's powerful stuff as well right there. And, and, uh, and, and even when you're, when you're just talking about Shopify, like think about the actual company Shopify, they're killing it. <laughs> they're they're doing oh, really well hard. throughout yeah. this entire period. Um, you know, obviously they want your store to, to succeed, but as long as you're paying, they're, they're, they're making their money. Um, and I, I think that there's just so much in there that I, that I want to start like kind of unpacking. But, um, one thing that I, that I noticed you said that a lot of people, uh, are always talking about this. So you said you, you found some guy, you just saw some guy who was really good at finance and, and he had built the business, uh, was super, was successful and, and you wanted to learn from him. So you said, so you just went up to him and said, Hey, can I learn from you? And you started building this relationship. This is something where I think most people fail at. And, you know, I'll be honest, I'm not good at this myself at all. And, and it's not even really good to, uh, to kind of like admit that as a podcaster, because I think in this kind of a industry, it's all about like, you know, reaching out to people, connecting and, and all that. I think, you know, there's, there's different parts of like relationship building. Um, in that part, I think, I think the consistency that you're showing, you're saying you're meeting with him once a month. Can you just explain to everyone out there who's listening, who's like, I need a mentor. I want a mentor. How do you foster that kind of a relationship? And what do you, like, what does it require from you to put in, in order to continue this being, you know, mutually like beneficial? It's not like you're just, you know, bugging this guy for his time. I'm sure that he actually enjoys kind of helping you and, and teaching you stuff. So can you talk a little bit about that? It just comes down to a humble ask for help. There's nothing wrong with asking for help. And that's something else that I'm not concerned about. But yeah, I mean, I'm slightly concerned about like the next generation coming up and thinking that asking for help is weak because it's absolutely not. And the reason I say there might, they may be more prone to it or maybe less prone to that idea of, oh, well, I should never ask for help um, is because everything looks quote unquote, pretty much picture perfect pun intended with Instagram and social media. So they're thinking, well, everyone else is just making a day of it. Why should I have to ask for help? I don't want to do that. That'll make me feel super insecure. Well, 
like I recognize by observing real winners, um, you know, multi-deca millionaires, billionaires, people who are doing things at a level that I couldn't even only dream of at this point in my life. Um, they are doing things that I wasn't. And still, I'm learning from everybody, not just these people who are way ahead of me. That's another key. I would say, and I forget who it was. It might have been Grant Cardone. It might have been somebody else. But I heard someone say once, it might have been Gary Vee. I don't remember. Shout out to New Jersey, by the way. I'm from there originally. Oh, yeah. Where at? Uh, right in between AC and Philadelphia. So directly in between there in South Jersey. Oh, very cool. Nice. Yeah. So now I have good, family all good over. Good spot this. to be in the summer. Oh, for sure. It's a great time beach is awesome do you ever travel out to the beach down there um i mean very like in infrequently i th I need to go more but um it's always kind of a hike to get out there um but definitely might yeah. be planning a ac trip this summer so we'll see great that's awesome yeah and then yeah. you have the uh, new jersey turnpike to hopefully get you there quickly and safely <laughs> yeah hopefully. so to answer your question it comes back to uh the humility to ask for help from the correct person um, it doesn't have, don't, don't, don't like be apprehensive or, oh, I'm not going to ask the wrong person. Like ask anybody for help. But when you're really seeking a mentor, um, you know, you want to find at least a few examples where you guys may be previously connected in a good way, or you are a part of a mutual initiative or group or get together or what have you. And you recognize they're ahead of you in a certain area, if not all areas. And you say, Hey, you know, I am struggling in this area. Would you help me? And, you know, people like to help. And I'm not even saying this from a place, again, of a pedestal because I'm, I'm simply saying this from somebody who has accomplished a podcast with over 100 episodes, interviewing people like Ed Milet, et cetera, that you can ask for help from people mm -hmm. and it's okay to do that and you should do that. But don't just ask for help from people who are so far ahead of you that your eyes... Um, what I'm trying to say is, for example, one of my mentors is behind me in his knowledge of health, physical health, and even perhaps mental health. I'm well ahead of him in that area, despite the age disparity between us. He's much older than me, but I went to school for that. I studied it. I worked as a spinal rehab specialist. I did x-rays. So I have an understanding of health that he does not. However, his understanding of finance is 100 times more than mine and therefore I recognize that and we talk about that and he's my mentor for that. Now, if he has questions about health, I invite that. I also add value where I can. It's the, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be just give and take um, because here's the thing. When I said that about um, with my podcast, why I said that was because when you look at me, when people approach me and say, oh, or approach you, Ben, and say, how do you do a podcast? Your logo is so fresh. How do you do this? How did you have the drive to do that? What what did you use to get this done? You you realize how how slow you're even moving because you're like, all right, it literally, I, knowing what I know now, it would have been possible to do all of that within 30 days tops, all of it. Oh, 100%. Like, if, right? That is that is like one of the truest things I've ever heard. I, I think when I was getting this thing started, it's like, oh, it took yeah. weeks and weeks. And, and mm -hmm. realistically, if I had to do it all over again, I could, I could do it so quickly. Just you, when you don't know what you don't know, yeah, what can you do at that point? But when you realize things, it, it's it's mm -hmm. like that with anything. And um, yeah, yeah, sorry to cut you off, but but it just like hit me because uh, yeah. it's just very very yeah. true. And 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 yeah, and and for sure, I I uh, let me finish my thought because I don't want to forget it. It was um, the desire to help somebody is going to be much higher. If they come to you and say, hey, you're ahead of me. Can you help me? I'm mm -hmm. going to want to help that person. Yeah. 
uh, before everyone else. You get cut to the front of the line, period. And it's, it, it, is, it is selfish. And the people who have the nerve to ask for help or the humility there, the humility to ask, to ask for help and show people they're, where they're vulnerable and say, hey, like my finances are whack. I don't even have a spreadsheet. My budget's all over the place. Can you teach me how to invest? Oh, I'm not ready to invest. According to him, I was not, I'm still not. And so he's saying, okay, here's how to get set up to be prepared to invest. And then once you're there, we'll talk about that. So it really is that asking for help. And also, you know, adding value as well. When we meet, we always have a lot of laughs. Uh, you know, I try to be as friendly and upbeat as possible. I show up as my best self. I don't want to go there just like taking information and then leaving. I, I always go. And, you know, there have been times where we meet and frankly, um, you know, I'm listening to him talk most of the time. And sometimes it's just about his life. Now I would caution people there, you know, of course, you know, you want to make sure, you know, keep the, keep the conversation focused on why you're meeting and keep the intentions clear. Um, to avoid, you know, wasting time. But yeah, it's really comes, it comes down to that ask and you got to just ask and uh, be willing to ask. And there's absolutely no shame in asking. What happens is as well, you will find that certain people handle that with humility and grace, whereas other people instantly, their cheeks will turn red, their shoulders and chest will go up. They'll take in a little more air and stick their nose in the air and act like, Oh yes, you have acknowledged my greatness and maybe I will be nice and help yeah. you. And then you realize, Oh, well, I'm glad I asked because Loki, I'm not going to be your mentee. Yeah. I'm sorry <laughs> I even asked. And exactly. that happens. That happens too. So the ask lets you see behind their true intention a little bit. So I've had that happen. I can't tell you how many times where people who I thought were really cool people and they probably still are, but guess what? I'm not going to let them mentor me because their attitude's in the wrong place. Yeah, and and yeah, you just talked so much about that. I, I think I think that's super powerful. Powerful, and I just want to kind of reiterate reiterate the points of just number one, ask. Like anything in life, if you don't ask, you're not going to get it. Uh, for the most part, like someone might by chance possibly give you something, but just think about think about it logically, right? Like if you want to go and and buy something, right? You don't you just go and buy it. You go and you go out there and get it. Like, and, and this is, this is where the point of confusion happens for a lot of people. Like they just assume that things are going to, you know, come right to them where, yeah, they might, but that's totally by luck. You have to go out there and create the, your own opportunities. And, um, and yeah. And, and the second point you said, like, I, I think, you, you know, I always forget this. And then, and then when someone, when I'm speaking to someone like yourself, Jonathan, I always, I always remember. And then I'm like, why, why am I so dumb? Why am I like never, you know, asking for help where, when I think about just someone who asked me for help, like out of, out of friend of a friend asked me about like startup advice, you know, I, I, I don't run like a quote unquote startup. I've, I've never, you know, had a successful exit or anything. I just work in the field. I like have a podcast about it. So I'm, I'm knowledgeable, but I'm not by any means like someone who's actually done it. And it's, it was like flattering, you know, I went way out of my way to go and help them. Like I'm down to, to do whatever, just because it's, it's so, it just means a lot to, to, to you, like to anyone, if, if someone, you know, comes at you with, with that kind of a request and, um, and always just remember everyone's a human being, like someone might be, you know, even, even a billionaire and, you know, they didn't get there overnight. It's taken a while. And eventually like things that take a long time don't really seem like, you know, when you get older, you don't realize like, oh, I just got old all of a sudden. Same thing when you get rich. It's, it, it doesn't hit you like that, you know, in, in the majority of cases. So you'll still always be like flattered that someone, you know, wants to learn from you. And, um, 
Yeah, I think the way you put it was was absolutely um, just spot on. So, uh, so you know, you touched on value and and how to create this um, this uh, this relationship where you're adding value and not only receiving value but adding value. You know, going back to your podcast, like I'm always trying to learn this. Like, how do you apart from the promotion? Because especially when you're when you're early on. Um, and we could position it this way. So, so when someone's really early on in the podcast game and they don't have much of an audience, you have to still offer some kind of value to, to people for, for coming on your show. How, how do you do that? Like, what did it take in the beginning? And now that you're more established, what's your biggest value proposition to your guests? And how do you constantly build that and, and just make it better for them? All right, so I'm going to start with something kind of mindset oriented and then transition into very tactical things you can literally take notes with and and use it to win. Let's do it. One, the mindset behind it is you just have to believe, you have to know that long term, if you stick with it, it's probably going to work. And even if it doesn't, because we're human, we always need kind of another immediate ROI, instant gratification. Even if it doesn't, and this is strictly speaking, I mean, it could apply to other things, but I'm referring to podcasting. If you're a host of a podcast, you produce a show, you want to see it grow. Believe that it will work out long term and find examples as to why you believe that. And then two, be, oh, I lost it. What is it? Um, two was. No worries. Believe it and know that it will work out long-term and the immediate ROI of even if no one ever like outside of your mom and the other five people who decided that they're going to give your show a chance in the beginning outside of that core group, or maybe it was 500 people, you're super popular. Um, whatever the case is, that immediate ROI was worth the efforts for you because you learned, you went through a process, you connected with amazing people if you're doing an interview show, you figured out how to record yourself on a microphone and publish it on the internet. That's a big deal. You know how many people, a question I get the most common is, you know, how do you, what is podcasting and how do you even put it out there? And that, to be yeah. honest, that like blur of um, lack of understanding about how to do that is still, I think, something that a lot of people are, keeps people from entering this space in particular. Um, cause it is, it is actually pretty confusing in the beginning, but once you figure it out, the software, it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But in the beginning you're like, well, how do you get it on iTunes? And like, how's that work? And you know, all this stuff. I think um, it's shocking when people realize like how simple it is actually. <laughs> yeah, I, it really is. It's just like, it doesn't, it, it does confuse you at first, especially if you don't have a baseline understanding of hosting networks and things like that. Yeah, and, that's fair. Yeah. Um, the other part of your question, I think was, um, was it how to, how to grow it? What was your question? It was, it was, um, like, how are you constantly, you know, finding new ways to add value to your guests? Um, just because, you know, from my perspective, I, I love having interesting, successful people on the show, but I always, you know, want to, you know, even after the episode airs, I always want to like bring value to them, you know, constantly just mm. because I feel like you're, you know, they're, they're doing me you know, they're doing something for me coming on my show, you know, talking to me, I'm learning from them. Obviously, you know, it's beneficial to them in some way from that, but I always want to like, you know, give it back even more so. Um, so that's just kind of the, the question that I'm having. Hmm. Uh, I got this from talking. I interviewed John Lee Dumas, um, founder oh, of awesome. entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs on fire. And yeah, John's an absolute beast. And I asked him 
questions and I said, how do you give value to people who really I can't serve or they don't need what I can offer them? And he said, guess what he said? You don't. (laughs) You don't. And uh, that kind of hit me as I unpacked that. I was like, okay, there's two things there. One is stop trying so hard to get in touch with these people who are so freaking far ahead of you that it's kind of pointless. And if you do get sucked into their circle and become wildly successful with them, you know, is that really what you want? Look to your left and right and find out who's the next wave, who's coming up, who's out there doing what you're doing right now, who you guys can collaborate and build together so that you can be the next John Lee Dumas or even better than John Lee Dumas and his podcast and whatever it is that you're building. Find the people who are the next wave. And that's a big key for me is that I know I'm not John Lee Dumas. I know I'm not Ed Milet. I'm not, I'm half Ed's age, maybe a little more than that, but you get the point. It's like, Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to like front and pretend that I'm up there with Ty Lopez or you know, and yeah, I get some of these guests on the show, which is incredible. It's super humbling and it's a great opportunity to learn. But there are certain people who adding value to them is simply showing them the respect and um, attention that still, no matter what level you're at, very few people can show. So I try very hard to give them attention, to show them the utmost respect in a natural way. I humanize them. I don't treat them like, oh my gosh, you're some famous person I see online all the time. I'm so honored. It's like, you might be honored or you might be excited, but chill. Like they're a person, they poop, they eat food, they enjoy having a nice meal with their family. You know, everyone is just a person. So treat them like that. That's, that's an interesting point. I never really thought of it that thought of it that way. I think, um, I'll marinate on that. I, I feel like it's, it's, it's a different mindset than I, than I currently have about it. So want to, you know, think about it a little more kind of dive a bit deeper and, um, it, don't think. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tell people how fast we got this set up, man. Uh, yeah, you uh, DM'd me on, on, on Instagram on Friday. We got on a phone call later that day. No, sorry. It was like maybe Wednesday or something. We got on a phone call Friday. Um, I emailed you this morning, Sunday, and we got this recorded at night. So, that's you know, speed, any, baby. Yeah, anything. Like, like, that's the thing, too. Anything. Things can happen really quickly. People, th- there's this... Um, I don't even know the quotes. I'm not even going to say it. I'm just going to completely butcher it. But essentially the, the point is like a lot of stuff can happen faster than you think, but oh man, I'm, I'm like completely messing this up. Like so, some things take long. So like the really big things take a lot longer Uh-oh. than, than, you know what I mean? Like a little, the really Underest- big things. Yeah. We underestimate what we can do in 10 years, but overestimate yeah. what we can do in a year. Yeah. There we go. There we go. So like that, that kind of an idea or, or something, um, I don't know. Well, that's actually kind of not. Ex- you you like <laughs> what? Yeah, the point really being just like if you, I don't know, if you just try to do stuff and and you're available and you're, you know, out there ready for whatever happens, you can you can get the the small stuff done super quickly and and eventually it builds up to to the big stuff. So I think um, that finally came out sort of the right way. Uh, now to to go back and um talk a little bit more about, you know, your podcast and, and the way you do, do things. Cause I'm obviously always learning. Um, I, I want to now, and we spoke about this before we started recording, I want to, you know, dive into the way that you interact with your audience because, you know, coming from my point of view, there isn't that much audio uh, audience interaction with, with the, with my audience here. It's like, um, 
you know, I'll, I'll put these out weekly. I'll, you know, do some social stuff, but there isn't, you know, I feel like when people listen to podcasts, they want to develop a personal relationship with the, with the host, with the speaker and for the best podcast, you know, with Joe Rogan for, um, any, anyone that, that the podcast is like very critical to for someone like John Lee Dumas, you know, everyone knows exactly like who he is. They know his, his background, his style, like it's, it's obvious for you. And, and I know that, um, you actually recently added an addition to your, to your podcast where you now have guest episodes as well as solo episodes. Talk a little bit about, you know, your audience interaction, what you've learned uh, from the past and how you've gotten better at it and, and what value you actually see from, uh, from doing solo episodes. So I'll correct you with one thing, which is I started with interviews only. And then after about 60 episodes, I started adding solo episodes. So it's the other way around. Um, but that being said, the interesting thing is <clears throat> the audience interaction is absolutely pivotal. Um, use we language, uh, not, not me and you as much as us and we. Um, that's, that's a big deal because uh, that's, that's the, that is the message that we want to portray. We don't want to be like somebody telling people what to do. It's more yeah. like this is my journey and we're in this together. So it, it really, there, tactically, you can study voice. You can study phrases and things to say to people. And you may say, oh, that's so manipulative. What's the point of that? It's like, no, you, if you really believe in what you're doing, you really want people to hear you, you have to study how humans hear effectively. You have to be willing and able, um, you have to be willing to become able to relay information effectively, to speak clearly, to make your message heard um, unfortunately, I don't have a story to really share with you about that, that I can think of right now, because if I did, I'd be using it because people <laughs> listen and keep stories. If there's not a story attached to something you're trying to get across, most of the time people forget it within 10 seconds. I mean, it's really just the case. Um, I wanted to go back quickly though. I told you, uh, I told you guys and your, I told you and your listeners, I'd give you a very tactical thing. Um, I wanted to share with you the exact email I sent to prospective guests. Um, so I'll read that part of that for you. Um, awesome. Let's hear it. I'd love to actually compare it to, to what I send. Okay, here it is. Uh, the subject line of the email says, and by the way, this works. So anyone listening, write this down. Um, if you have a podcast and you're wanting to get big guests on. Um, obviously you don't want to lie. So whatever part of this email does not apply to your podcast, don't just say it. You want to actually be truthful, but, um, and, and again, this is not the, okay. So this is not the exact one, but it's pretty dang close. The subject line says top rank podcast opportunity to expand your brand. And then you go into it, you say, hello name. Um, that's not the right file. Here it is. Hello name. I'd be thrilled to have you on my podcast show. XYZ recently ranked and then you list any accolades and is exceeding this number of downloads per month. In addition to my blog, which has over whatever number of unique views per month from over however many countries. So you find ways to make it sound like you have a lot of uh, reach. Okay. Mm -hmm. if, if you don't have that, like I literally don't even use that paragraph to this day. Um, I have a version of it that I use, which is the truth. Basically it's that I'm, um, soon expected to exceed 5,000 downloads per month. And actually in the beginning, I was not in no hundred countries. I think I'm close to, if not in more than a hundred countries at this point. 
Um, that doesn't mean there's heavy numbers of downloads. It just means that someone yeah. at some point was in that country and came across yeah, your podcast. That counts. So, yeah, it counts. You got that right. <laughs> it's marketing. I mean, businesses yeah. do it. Everyone does it. I'd be happy to share some of that t- traffic with you to help expand your audience and brand to thousands of new ears. I've been interviewing the most successful and inspiring people in the areas of whatever. And then explain that a little bit like with one sentence and then you say a few notable speakers booked slash interviewed this is the bread and butter and you list your guests that are most applicable okay to the person you're inviting so if you're inviting a business if you're inviting a business person you maybe you don't want to like it doesn't really matter it just if you think there's somehow they would know like for me i put ed mylett on pretty much every invitation now because that's a pretty big name in the entrepreneurial space, especially if it's an online entrepreneur. They're like, oh, I know Ed. Yeah, he's got however many YouTube videos, great podcast. Um, you know, John Lee Dumas, Jordan Harbinger, whoever it is, you put them on the list of the person you're inviting. And then um, they see that and say, wow, okay, this is a legit podcast. I almost always get a response. And under that, by the way, after you list out the name and occupation of like four to five guests, put... I understand that you have a busy schedule, comma, and that's why I've developed an efficient, comma, 40-minute audio interview over Zoom or Skype. If interested, comma, let's arrange an appropriate time together. Best signature. And that is such powerful email. So Mm -hmm. if you take nothing else from this, use that and get some great guests. It works. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, like just... Obviously, you know, we have different emails, but the the kind of psychology behind the emails are pretty much the same. It's number one, prop yourself up, explain who you are, what you do, why you're doing it. Number, the second point being, you know, always show what value you can offer to the person that you're reaching out to. Um, You know, uh, forget the other term for this, but essentially like, um, you know, social proof. So naming other successful people and, and, you know, this... This is this is sales 101 when you really think about it it's not even just applicable to podcasting replace this podcast with with a product that you're selling if you're a salesperson if you're an entrepreneur who's who's starting out you're a founder like that that's it you know and 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 you always want to think about things from from that perspective like if I were the person to receive that email so for for you if you're emailing someone who's a leader a business leader in the in the health space what are they looking for like, how are you solving their problems? How are you benefiting them? It could be, you know, you're stroking their ego. Could be That's a way to benefit them. It could be you're presenting them an opportunity for increased business. That's a way you're benefiting them. If you're selling a product, who are you selling it to? Why are they going to be, why would they want to spend their time, which is everyone's most valuable asset doing this? And and I think that, you know, that, that email really kind of showed exactly all of those points. And, and it's, a, it's a reason why you've been able to, to book top guests and, even for myself, you know, um, it's very rare that I get someone who says no flat out to a, to an interview. Like there's people who never respond. Um, sometimes they open the email, sometimes they don't, you know, whatever, but it's, it's fairly, it's not really common to get flat out no's. And it is like pretty much the same thing in like, you know, the world of like sales and all that. I think, um, you know, as long as you're just making sense and, and doing things that, um, that have there's a reason for everything you should be doing. So uh, that kind of just was was a great example of it. Um, and uh, 
And so as we're, you know, kind of winding this down, I definitely want to touch up on, because, you know, you're not just a podcaster, your background is, or your background at least is in, um, is in like uh, health and, and wellness, uh, especially when it comes to, you know, spinal wellness. Uh, this is something that, you know, I haven't explored much on this podcast. We've had some guests like like Mark, who uh, who you actually know, who, who do- dove into the health realm. But I, I want to explore this more, and I think you're, you'd be a great person to, to share your insight. There's really so much to be said about it, but the biggest thing that I believe is affecting so many people and so many of us are being kind of held in our own traps, if you will, where there's certain beliefs and certain things we tell ourselves. Um, there are certain mindsets that we have. There's certain patterns that we live by that a lot of them may not be serving us and our bodies. So for example, if you're stressed all the time, for whatever reason, maybe you have, um, a, you're struggling with some mental health problems. I would definitely not speak to that professionally because I'm not in the place to do that. Um, however, it's a very important thing for me. And it's a large reason as to why I do the show I do is because comprehensive health, not just physical health is so key. You could still be the fittest Instagram fitness expert, whatever the person is and be depressed in your mind. So there's a comprehensive level of health um, that has to be addressed. But in terms of something people can do today, um, I would say start educating yourself, start learning what you can in all these different areas, not just one area. So many of us will become tunnel vision on, I want to weight lift so I can have big muscles. It's cool. Okay. Now you have big muscles. Now what? You're not satisfied. Now what? It's like, good, like achieve the goal, but always be looking for the comprehensive full picture. I don't believe that there's an actual full balance, but I do believe that there is a way to achieve a fairly resonant frequency. And that's a concept that I got from Jeff Hoffman. Um, um, He's an entrepreneur who's involved with Priceline and things, but he shared that there's like a resonant frequency where his first Ferrari, he was driving it and he hit, I think it was 140 miles per hour and everything went silent in the car. And he was like, oh great, I just spent all this money, all this time earning this money, getting this car, and now it's broken. And once he dropped below that speed, all the noise came back. So he called the Ferrari guys back when he got home and he was like, what's going on with this? Like, so they laughed at him and he's like, well, it's so funny. And they're like, well, that car is designed to run perfectly smooth at 140 miles per hour. So when you hit that speed, everything was pumping. The pistons were hitting it the exact right way. Everything was resonant frequency. So in our lives, each area and category of life, I'd recommend today, if you haven't already, today, like right after you listen to this podcast, if you can start doing it on a napkin, if you're at work, wherever you're doing, take the time tonight, if you can, to write out every category of life. And if you're like, well, what's the different categories? Um, You know, you can Google it, but there's different categories of life uh, that you want to write out as many as 10 and then go through each of those 10 and give yourself a grade of one to 10 and an honest how happy am I with this, uh, with how this is going. So for me in the health, physical health category, I might be an eight, but in the relationship category, friendships, I might be at like a, uh, or community, you may call it community. I'm maybe at a six. It's like, well, why am I at a six? So grade yourself first and foremost, and just be honest. Don't, don't worry about anyone else seeing it. Just be perfectly honest with yourself and say, how do I get up to a 10 out of 10 in all these categories? Don't judge yourself. Don't be too hard on yourself. It's not like you're always going to have 10 out of 10 in each category because I definitely do not right now. 
Um, but you can I don't get know them. if anyone does. <laughs> no, nobody does. And you can get them higher, but recognize that that's what people talk about when they're like, oh, well, I'm juggling so many things. It kind of is a juggle and that's okay. Just have fun with the juggling and stay focused on not dropping the balls. Um, it sounds weird, but I'm just saying like, be okay with juggling because if you do that, then you're going to start seeing things like, okay, oh, I need to pick this one up a little bit more over here and focus on my family way more. Oh, now I need to be focusing more on my physical health. I'm getting a little bit of a chub here or not. No, please cut that. <laughs> please cut that out. What I meant to say was I'm <laughs> getting, we're going to keep that here. in. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a little chubby here. Um, that might be even worse. I'm getting overweight or I'm putting on weight. I don't want to put on. Um, so whatever the case may be, all the different categories, you definitely want to be checking out those categories and see, uh, if you're really unhappy in one category, be honest with yourself and seek, seek professional help if it's at that level. Um, because it's your job to do that. People need you and you're important. You matter and your dreams matter because you matter. Awesome stuff there, man. I mean, (laughs) apart from, uh, from the, from the chub thing, it's, you know, Real, real good insight. <laughs> yeah, so, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, and and I mean that's what that's one of the things about this podcast. Free of charge. Like, free of charge. So, sometimes I'll just say stuff, and, and you've probably noticed this. Like while we're having this conversation, I'm like, what am I even saying? Um, <laughs> oh man, don't don't second guess yourself, man. You, you're really yeah. good at this. Yeah. Oh man, I appreciate it. I, sometimes I'm just like, I don't even know what I'm doing, but like the words just keep coming out of my mouth, and and this is. I don't know. I don't even want to get sidetracked into, into all that, but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, o- overall, obviously, you know, mental health and well being is, is, is critical to, to any success. And, uh, and I don't know like where you got the inspiration for that kind of like mapping things out one to 10, but, uh, I, I read designing your life, um, which is a, a really good book that, that has something super similar where it has just like, you know, if you follow the program, there's like worksheets and stuff. I honestly really didn't follow the program. I probably should have, but you know, it you exactly what you were saying. It rate different aspects of your life one to ten, and then you actually write exactly what you want to improve on, and then take those actionable steps to improve on those things. I think, you know, again, everything is two parts. One is acknowledging, and then the second one is doing. So obviously, it's better to take at least one of those steps uh, rather than none of them, but. But taking both is key. So, um, why so, did yeah, you and, finish that? Um, I don't know. Sometimes, like, I'm I'm reading books and like I'll just I don't know. I'll just get bored of them for some reason. Like, and they're not bad books. Like a good example is right now I'm reading the Game of Thrones books, and I'm also reading like Skin in the Game by uh, uh, Nasib Taleb. I might have just messed that name up. And and it's like hard to be reading Skin in the Game when I'm reading Game of Thrones because like. It's so Game of Thrones is so much more entertaining and like exciting that you know I'm kind of putting it on the side and, and like a similar thing happened when I was reading the the other book and then after I just like never got back to it but um but yeah I think I think like for me what really works well is like if I get an idea in my head so from that book I got the idea of like if you want your life to go one way actively take steps to have it go that way so I I ended up starting yeah. this podcast I ended up you know, reaching out to people constantly about like different things, ended up start like getting involved in like new ventures. I think like, once that, once that seed is planted and this is just for me, I don't know if it works like this for a lot of people. I just like need to have that seed planted and then like, I'll go back to it. I'll remember things and be like, Oh wait, why am I doing this? When I just mm. remembered I should be doing something else. Like, and 
this is like another aside, but this goes back to like the health thing that you're focused on. I, I used to meditate. Um, I really, I want to get back to it, but like, I don't know, just bad excuses about why I'm not doing it. But, but the fact that I did meditate has made me drastically more aware of just my own thoughts and my emotions. Not because I'm still, I haven't meditated seriously in like months, but every time I'll get like, you know, really upset about something, I'll always go back to and say like, what did meditation teach me for like the couple months I really actually did it. So, um, that's just kind of the way my head works. I, I think obviously it could be way, like way more improved if I actually stuck with these things. But, but yeah, that's just like, when you asked me that question, I was like thinking about it and I was like, why, why did I do that? And I guess that's the reason. So, um, that's, and everyone's so different. Like people absorb things in different, in different ways and people learn in different ways. And for some people it takes tons of repetition to get something down for other people it might be quicker and it's, it's different for the different tasks. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really hard to say, but, uh, but I think that, I think that was it. Yeah, I would rec- definitely, uh, finish that up, man. That's uh really key cause it's already there in your head. You just didn't write it out, I guess. Yeah. And, and, and I definitely should. Cause like, obviously some, some of the areas have improved a lot, but like others, you know, probably stagnated cause like I didn't focus on them. Um, see, so yeah, I'll go, I'll go back to it. I think, uh, maybe, maybe after this episode, after I do a little bit of editing, maybe take a break, go do that. Um, and then, you know, I'll, I'll touch base with you probably like this week and tell you how that's going. So you can kind of keep me accountable. Awesome. Right. Awesome. Jonathan. Um, you know, thank you again so much for doing this. Thanks, thanks for reaching out. It's always really exciting and and just a great experience to be connected with someone in the space, someone who's you know out there killing it, who's who's just putting in the work and 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 really trying to benefit an audience. I think when it comes to this space, this podcasting of like you know entrepreneurship, self help, personal growth, we all all of our all of our exact missions are, very, are slightly different but i think overall it's the same we want to improve ourselves and help other people who are listening improve themselves and give them you know actionable insight so i think it's 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 always humbling and um and just a, a good experience to be to be kind of like talking with someone doing the same thing so uh so yeah thanks again and um feel free to shout out you know uh everything you're working on if you want people to check out your podcast definitely uh, let us know the best place to find it and the best place to connect with you. Absolutely, Ben. And I want to acknowledge you at such a young age for doing what you're doing with starting it up podcast and everything you're doing in New York as well. I know you just had that event. So I'm excited to connect with you more about hearing more about that as well. Um, should be really, really, uh, really floored by your drive at this age to be focused and uh, taking the action steps necessary. It's great. Um, in terms of uh, my message and what I stand for, um, long story short, the tagline for the Heart Healthy Hustle Show is live wide open. And what that stands for is a whole lot of things, but ultimately it speaks for itself. Um, living wide open is kind of a metaphor for full throttle lifestyle and not in a reckless sense, but in the sense that you're going to, if you're on a sailboat, you've hoisted the sails, you've you know, undocked, you're ready to rock and you're just going out full out and you're living wide open with, you know, what you believe you're living wide open. You're being, you're being congruent. You're sharing, you are lifting others up along the way. You're giving, you're generous and you're just being completely, 
um, unreserved. And, and that I believe is the quickest way to learn because you will inevitably fail at times. You will fall on your face. You will learn to get back up, dust yourself off and get up to speed again. And I think the fastest way to get to where we are talking about wanting to get to through our improvements and everything is by living wide open. So on that show, I'm not just a source of information, but I'm a friend to you. I try to kind of give insight through what the interviews, I'm sorry, through the guests that I interview to help you as you navigate the turbulent decade of your 20s uh, and 30s, but particularly the 20s. Uh, by connecting at a personal level with all different types of renowned guests, I can show you as a proactive professional and or business owners more of what's possible for your life and your career. Um, really anything you want to do, you can do. It's just a matter of start taking the action. Um, it's a lot more tactical these days than it was in the beginning, very much mindset oriented. Now I'm focusing in on okay, let's talk to this guest and how did you start your personal brand and get your website up and launch your podcast and oh, now you're making a lot of money as well. Like what were the steps there? You know, and so we talk about all that really honestly on my show and you can find that show by following me on Instagram or just checking it out at hearthealthyhustleshow.com um, or you can go to um, the Instagram handle is hearthealthyhustle. Awesome. There you guys have it. A bit of a tongue twister, but the the heart healthy uh, hustle show. Uh, find it on Instagram. You know they're they're blown up over there. And um, yeah, thank you again so much, Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan Frederick, um, definitely a really interesting guy. Really appreciate everything you said. And uh, you know, keep keep hustling out there. Keep killing it, and uh, keep doing your thing. Thanks so much for uh, for coming on the show. Thanks, man. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, go rate and subscribe to the podcast. Even share it with your friends if you found the lessons valuable. We do the show every week, so stay tuned for more episodes. And till next time.